The Talk About podcast was designed to discuss topics related to modern culture and society that affects the black community. Recently, we've been focused on issues and topics that are associated with the United States. But we all know that the black community expands far beyond the borders of the United States. And that's why on the upcoming season on Talk About With Ron, I want to take the podcast international and start talking to different members of the black community that were not born and raised in the United States. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear what are the challenges that you face as a black person in your country. No, whether it's good or bad, you know, economic or not. I want to understand your country, the black community. We need to come together and we should come together and understand each other. Because my experiences as a black American or African-American is not the same as yours. I've sat down and I've talked to different black people from around the world and, you know, who live here in the United States from other countries. And the experience is totally different. I want to hear that. I want to share that experience with other black people. You know, my experiences you've learned from me and I have international listeners and I want to invite you to come on to my show and talk to me and tell the world about your country. Represent your country. Represent where you're from. Tell everybody what they should know about your country. I want to open those doors up to everybody because like I said earlier, the black community extends far beyond the boundaries of the United States border. I want to talk to all of you. I want to hear your experience. I want to share your experiences and you can be an ambassador for your country and tell everybody what they should know about your country, you, how you're raised, your culture, your experiences, your view in life, everything. If you would like to come on the podcast and discuss your country and where you're from, there's a link down below. You can go on to my show and register as a guest. You can contact me directly on Facebook. It's the Ron Frazier Sr. You can go to my website, www.talkaboutwiththeron.com. And you can have access to send me a message directly or you can register as a guest, fill out the registration form and I will contact you. This invitation also goes out to people who live in the United States that are from other countries that were born and raised in other countries. So don't think that just because you live in the United States that you can't come on and be a part of this experience. I know that there are many people in the United States who were just moved here in the last five, 10 years and who have extensive experience in their country where you come from. So this invite goes to everyone that were not born and raised in the United States. So I invite you all to come be a part of the Talk About With The Ron Black Experience World Tour. Welcome back to Talk About, a podcast designed to discuss topics related to modern culture and society that affects the black community. And I am your host, Theron Frazier. 
Before we get started with this week's episode, I would like to share some information with you guys. We now have a website, www.talkaboutwiththeron.com, where you can go there and support the show by using one of our affiliate links. There are several links there, one for Amazon, one for Fiverr, and one for Instacart. We also have a Patreon page where you can go and donate, and if you have a business, you can actually have a tier where we can promote your business on our Patreon page. Just go to www.talkaboutwiththeron.com and go to become a member. You can also subscribe there and leave your email address, and you will get the latest updates on the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Talk About With The Run, and I'm your host, The Run Frazier. So this week, we're going to be discussing black athletes' fame to shame. And that's basically, we're going to be talking about black athletes and getting in trouble or retiring with nothing to show for your career. I'm going to have with me today, Tron and Jabari, and we're going to sit down and have an actual conversation We recorded this particular episode back during the NFL draft in April. The same night while we were recording, it was going on. So we had some intermissions where we talked about what was going on in the draft. But mainly we talked about athletes and going from that poverty level, getting famous and then blowing it, either getting in trouble or just wasting money and not having anything to show for after you retire. You know, and since we've had this conversation, there have been other high profile athletes that has been in the news. Um, You may recall recently that was Shakari Richardson, the track athlete. And we had Richard Sherman, who got in trouble and was arrested. I'm going to talk about Richard Sherman next week because this is going to be a two part series. So the first half this week, we're going to talk about some of the conversation. Again, it's not an interview. It's a conversation that we just, you know, around the water cooler type of conversation where we just talk about sports and these athletes. Let's talk about Shakira Richardson. This is my opinion on this. I do not understand how the Olympics would say that Shakira Richardson should be suspended because she used marijuana. Now, I'm going to also say this. The rules are the rules. And because the rules are the rules, she got suspended. I do not agree that marijuana is a performance enhancement drug. Therefore, it should not be on the list of things that could get you suspended for competing. Although it is on the list and she know the situation in which she was in. And she chose to do it and she accepted her consequences that came along with it. But the Olympics do need to update that rule because marijuana is not a performance enhancement drug. She accepted her punishment. She moved on and and, and that's just happened to be what it was. But there's no way that you can tell me that she was doing anything that's going to make her better than the other athletes. So Olympics, if you hear me. I know you probably may or may not. Please update your rules because those rules are stupid. That's my opinion. However, a lot of me agree with me. Those rules are old, stupid, and they need to be updated. So with further, you know, without even going any further, I'm going to go ahead and play the episode where we talked about athletes from fame to shame. All right. So today... I have my brother with me, Tron, and I have Jabari. And we're going to be talking about a topic here where you have 
athletes. Like, for example, I'm, I'm going to date this episode. Tonight, we have the NFL draft. It's April 29th. We're recording this. And as we're speaking right now, the actual draft is going on. And what we're talking about is kind of associated with that. You have these athletes, no matter what sport it is, who a lot of when you have a lot of black athletes, for example, coming out of households or environments where they did not have much. And then they go to college and they become, you know, more popular in college. And then they get drafted and go to, to wherever they're professional sports, whether it's basketball, football, hockey, or tennis, or whatever it may be, they become famous and get paid a lot of money in those particular careers. So now you have an athlete who come from nothing and not a filthy rich, and now you're having issues where they may be getting in trouble or they retire and they have nothing to show for their entire career after retiring. So what can we do in our community now to kind of break that cycle? That's what we're going to be talking about, how to break that cycle of filthy rich, well, broke, filthy rich, and then broke again from being an athlete. You know, how you how you can protect your kid from being that person when they grow up. I got today, we got Tron and we have Jabari. So, you know, we're going to have a conversation, not an interview. It just, you know, three guys sitting down talking about some sports stuff when it comes to our community. What's going on, everybody? Uh, it's Jabari. I'm a field service engineer. I have, uh, you know, quite a bit of insight on, you know, athletes and everything like that with, you know, me going to a particular school. We didn't necessarily produce, like, a lot of, you know, top-tier athletes. But, like, there's a four-year span where I had, like, at least three or four different D1 athletes come through my school. And, you know, their careers all, you know, panned out, you know, three or four different ways. And part of it, you know, being, you know, how they were raised and, you know, how they were treated in high school and how that translates to how they get treated in college. And then on professionally, when they get, you know, the bigger and the most trouble, once they have millions of dollars to do all of the, you know, the crime and, um, you know, whatever it is that they're getting themselves into. Yeah. Um, it's trying. It's been a while. You know, I ain't been on a podcast and it's been a minute. So, yeah. I'm checking back in. And yeah, um, I know a couple of people that's actually made it to the league, you know, and they come back home. Just, I don't know. They was just attached to home too much, man. They get all this money and they just always try to come back home, you know, and they'll come back home as this big person, you know, famous person, you know, and they'll get into a lot of trouble, you know. So. Is it that they. Come back to their hometown. So they, they leave the hometown, especially if it's a small town. Yeah. Go into the league, be successful, successful in the league. Then they can't stay away from where they came from, they, they grew up at. Okay. So, you know, and that, that sometimes drags drag some of our athletes down because they they come back home and the old friends that, you know. That have, have nothing to lose. Or, right. You know, that's just out here in these streets type situation they have going on. And they kind of like, you know, hover around them, be yes, man. You the man with the money. So they're going to they gonna go for whatever you say. You know, they ain't going to be like, no, don't do this. Don't do that. Oh, who that reminds me of? Michael Vick. That's exactly that's exactly what happened with Michael Vick. You know, a perfect story. He, he couldn't stay away from his home. Go back there. He's still hanging out with those same people. Um, now let me say this before I get started. That was my, that still is 
my favorite quarterback of all time, Michael Vick. You know, he was exciting to play. And, of course, I'm a Falcon fan. Oh, yeah. You know, so. But, you know, that that was his story where he, he was going back home, doing the dog fighting, and it's that core group of people he grew up with that he couldn't stay away from, even though he had this entire other life. Now, we all understand you, you go back home, you still want to support your community, but you, you still got to do the same stuff you did when you was there. Because now, like you said, Tron, they ain't got nothing to lose, but you got everything to lose. But when it went down, they were calling his name. Yeah. So it's like, and, every, and I think every black person in America said, why wouldn't they just say, Michael Vick, I got you. You just take care of me when I get out. Right. Like, and just take that charge for him. You got to take the downfall, man. Nobody was that loyal. Even his own family. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's the crazy part about it. But at the same time, I can't blame him for what he do because it's based on me how you raise. You know, you got to think you've been playing football all your life, but you you coming up in poverty. You raise certain ways and you see your cousins doing this, your big cousins. They might, you know, you might grow up around dog fighting and stuff, but you weren't able to buy the dog and, you know, do all this. So when you get money, you like, man, I'm about to do this, this and this. You know what I'm saying? So he was living his childhood dream to be able to grow. Well, he grew up watching and saw yeah. everybody doing what's it's, a normal thing to them. Yeah. So he's like, even though I it's want illegal, a part it's, it's normal, you know. Right. It's stuff that's illegal that you grow up around. Yeah. It seems normal to you. But you, you know if you get caught, you're gonna get caught. But it's still like, okay, whatever. If I get caught and get caught type situation. But is that okay? I mean what you think, Jabari? It's hard to it's say never if it's okay. okay. It's never okay. Cause you it's not it's legal. Okay. It, it's I mean, not. Um, right. So it, 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 regardless of, you know, what it is, whether it be, you know, DUIs, you know, doing drugs, there's a lot of the time, you know, when you have like athletes that in particular where they specifically are just getting in trouble back at home, it's doing, like you said, the stuff that they wish they could have done when they was in high school, when they was poor and stuff like that. Because, you know, even looking at us in our like our own regular lives, we get a little bit of money and we finally decide that we want to live how we wanted to live when we were kids, too. So imagine, uh, you know, an athlete who's only played football with you know, millions of dollars. And yeah, he going to go back home. He going to do whatever he, he wish he could have done when he was younger. You know, I think also, unfortunately, there are, it's also a sad case of them also thinking because they're, you know, these grand athletes that they can beat whatever charge that they have back home. It's like, oh, I'm bigger than, you know, now I'm bigger than whoever I came from. And don't realize, like, no, you can have the exact same downfall and they can throw the book at you all the exact same way. Yeah, they feel it's like an invincibility that they 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 yeah. think that they have, which they really don't. You know, well, you know, if anything, coming back home simply just makes you a target and, and puts you it puts a huge target on your back, and, and right. they will happily make an example of you because you're black. Right, and that's happened over and over again. Right, like like the Kobe scenario. Kobe and 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 uh, Ben Roethlisberger had the same. Incident was close together, right? It was around about the same time, right? I mean, Ben, I had several incidents. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but... I was about to say, this man's like a serial incident having of yeah. validations. Out here in Georgia. <laughs> Making of all places. Georgia, yeah. Little Georgia State at all of all places. Right. <laughs> oh, pinpointed. <laughs> Superior. What the fuck? Middle Georgia State. <laughs> like, wow, man. And then... Did what? Whatever happened of that? Did they? Were they dismissed it? Money. They threw it under the rug, or what, what happened? Money. They paid it off. 
They ain't she even go to court. Off. Money. Money and I don't really want to take it to race, but skin color. They blew it off, man. Yeah. They blew it off. They always blow it off. See, and, and then... <laughs> like, drop ESPN, stop talking about it. Everybody yeah. forgot. Come on, man. We just had a, a scenario, what, a couple months ago with the with the white NFL player beating up his wife? What happened with him? Yeah. <laughs> they blew, um, blew it off so easily. Yeah, as they blew it off, the second he got arrested and everything, no one said anything about it. So, you had a scenario. Oh, right. I'm talking about they pressing Deshaun. Right, no facts, and then it's okay. That's let's talk about that that scenario because a lot of time. Okay, when do you start hearing about this stuff? When Deshaun Watson said he want to leave Houston, right? Then all of a sudden, oh, we got this and we got that, and now I look. have my own side conspiracy theory about that about the whole Houston Texans organization as a whole because they're one of the most dirty scumbag organizations in the NFL as a whole. Um, and this is from multiple reports, whether it be Andre Johnson or uh, it's, it's, it's been quite a few Houston Texans players that have come from that organization after they retire or get traded or whatever the case may be. And they never speak great about the heck, the, the ownership or any of them. Like the McNair family, they, they they do some a lot of underhanded stuff to their athletes. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is, this is uh, you know, fruit from the same tree, honestly. Right. And then how much it costs to pay somebody to say he raped me or he did this to me? Nothing. Uh, you ain't got nothing, and, and I'm gonna give you a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred or whatever they pay. I mean, come on, man. They want to to take you down and blackball you. It can be done because with with black any black entertainers, black no black athletes? Pro- yeah athletes allegations hurt, hurt hurt us more than actually be doing it. Like, yeah. All we have to do is have the allegations, and you losing everything. You don't even have to be framed or charged for it yet. I'm they, tell you, you getting dropped. You losing all your endorsements. They is not messing with you no more. Let me tell you exactly what you just said. Tiger Woods is a perfect example of that. You see how quick they turned on him? They gonna drop you. They, they turned on Tiger like it was it was blood in the sea. I'm like, man, they like sharks fighting over it. No violent crime, no nothing illegal. He just broke his marriage. But right. It, it was all white women. Everything. If it was black, if it was black women, it wouldn't be that much it press. So it wouldn't. If he was dealing with black women, it wouldn't have been that bad. But it's white women. Anytime you, anytime it's white, you you don't want to do that. That ain't right. So so so, <laughs> it's so many. And so many things to talk about here because, like, when you get into the league and I tell them, this is what I used to tell my kid, okay? I had, my, I had two kids to play football. And I always tell them, if you, if, you, if you ever go to the league and get drafted, two things. Stay single until you are retired. Don't get married. Period. Facts. Okay? Unless because you that life. Exactly. No, no. Don't don't get married. That, that's not a, that's not a career. Any athlete should not be married while they're doing their work because they're not home. Especially football and basketball, they're not home half the time. I mean, unless you marry another athlete, you got to marry that's, somebody. That's not no. Because okay, so you you're in the NBA. You know you now you're gonna marry another NBA player. She got gone. She got to actually be an NBA player, but she could. Been in played sports, I understand. I mean, it's you got like what's um you got Westbrook, 
he got his girl played college ball. They he he about to. Re- I mean, he gonna retire probably in the next five six years. Their relationship. He ain't never been in no public it, it's not, trouble. Yeah, so I ain't gonna yeah, say not he, to get married. You just gotta. I'm saying don't get married because. You're not going to be able to be there for your family oh, like yeah. you need to be there for your family if you playing sports like that. Yeah, You're I understand that part. Gone. Yeah, you can't ask no woman to be that committed to you if they always. Because really, first of all, put it like this: I'm saying that don't get married because you ain't gonna meet them but gold diggers. Gold diggers, yeah. That's all you're gonna meet. I mean, I, that's why I say don't get married. You ain't gonna meet nothing but gold diggers. I mean, I mean, if you. It's hard. I don't know. I mean, it depends on your situation. What you said, Jabbar? It depends. Gold diggers are yes men. Because I mean, yes, yeah, that yes men. I think yes men worse than gold diggers, man. (laughs) A gold digger, I I might. You probably can deal with a gold digger better than you can deal with a yes man. Yeah, gold digger can do whatever you say, (laughs) but just because she knows you're gonna get some money. But a yes man is dangerous. Yeah, they'll lead you right into whatever danger. Like, yeah, it, uh, yes, man, is dangerous. Blindly walk you into it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, that, you that, can do whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, the, or the wrong ones that encourage you to do the stupid stuff. Yeah, that's a yeah. I mean, all it falls under the yes man category. Like, a, a person ain't you know what I'm saying? Because people are always gonna be around you once you get rich. Majority, like ninety five percent. You have that's around you to benefit off of you. So once they ain't benefiting off of you, it's gonna be bad blood. Yeah, you, know? you, when you have they to either gonna they either gonna get you in some trouble or you know what I'm saying they're gonna try to use you or you know what I'm saying take money from you. It's, it's just gonna be bad blood. Okay, so if you if you come out of a, a rough environment, let's say you you had five brothers or five friends that y'all grew up together, all grew up together. And you knew coming up, they all smoked, sold drugs and all this stuff, right? And you are the one that make it out. And you're out. Y'all all grew up together now. Y'all, y'all might have been close. What do you do with that situation? Like, when you get out, when you go out and you go to school, you become successful. Why go back and put yourself in that situation? I would have a strong, if they were that close to me, and I need them to be, you know, I wanted to help them get them out of that situation, get them out of that environment. Yeah. So don't, you don't true. go back and hang out in their environment. True. They need to come and experience your environment now. Yeah, and that's true. If you want to be around me, okay, I'm going to pay you to be my head of security. Yeah. And and, and yeah. what comes along with that, anything that you did in your old lifestyle you ain't going to be a part of this lifestyle. You got to let that go. You know, um... That is true. The only I I don't like this player, you know, but I can give him I gotta give him his props for this. LeBron James, bro. Everybody around LeBron is millionaires. All his old friends that he played ball with that's not in the league that he brought with him, they are millionaires. He put them in all positions and everybody did what they supposed to do. That's a good situation to look at because, you know, it's people that you can bring around. And you probably going to have to end up weaving out the bag. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody just, I mean, it's going to be a low chance that everybody that you bring around, out of five friends, you might get, I I say, three people to do what they're supposed to. You know what I'm saying? I get, I give them three. 
you get three people to do what they supposed to do. It's going to be some couple people that you have to cut off. It's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? You can give them the chance, but right. you, you know what I'm saying? If they but don't take they, advantage of it. If they screw up their own chance, that's their You got to cut them off because if you're not, they're going to get you in something that you can't get out of. Right. Eventually, if you keep them around. Yeah, they do that. They It's on them, so. I, I would say, you know, you know, when it comes to like trying to bring your family and everything along, it, that's that's kind of a, you know, a, a kind of a touchy, you know, thing to do, because on one end, as a professional athlete, touchy. Um, because the, the fact is, is like when you're in that life, you're kind of a fish out of water, wherever you got drafted to. You don't have any friends there in that city. All your friends, they're all fake because they're only friends with you because you're an athlete. Um, your teammates aren't your real like they they your friends, but they ain't, they they ain't gonna have your back like you think they are because they out here trying to you know make a roster too. Um, so it's a business, yeah, it's a job. Core family you have is everyone back home, and if you can't bring everyone along with you, then you have no choice but in the off season to go back. And if they out that there, you know, doing you know whatever it is, you it, that's just what the the environment that they're in because you can't get everyone out either. Um, but your role I is not to get everybody out. But your role is not to get everybody out because I so, mean, uh, what you got to do though, you give them opportunities. The ones you get opportunities, you 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 gotta put like a, how would you say it, like a bar. If they don't meet that bar, you kind of gotta cut them loose. And then if you want them people around in your off season, most of the time you gotta bring them people to you. You don't need to be going back home, being around people that you know. what I'm saying you can't be around people that's. Not on your level, because you're not on that level no more. You well, know what I'm saying? But but, but we're talking about, we're not talking about a lot of people. We're talking about somebody that, how many of us have that many friends that when we come out, we're going to take with us somewhere? Maybe three, no more than three. Maybe two. For the average is probably going to be one to two. And three is putting it out there. Because you grew up, you grew up with your associates, but like your diehard day one, like friend, friend, and maybe one to two, three people. So if if, if you're coming out of that environment and you don't want to go back to where that environment today on my success after prison podcast said this, you got to change even coming out of prison. When you come, when you leave and go and move somewhere else. And become successful as a athlete and rich and all that. You still got to change people, places, and things. That's the things you need. And I learned that from him. You need to change though. the people you're hanging out with, the things that you do, and the places that you go. So places that you go, don't go back to your hometown where you know everybody know you. You know who your friends were. You know the lifestyle you lived before. Now you're putting yourself back in that environment and to, to lose everything that you don't work hard for all your life. That is, yeah. yeah. So Facts. you got to change the places you go. The people you hang out with. If these people ain't, ain't willing to give up this lifestyle, you got to change that. You, you, you got to change what you do. You can't hang out with them. So if you got that one friend that was down loyal, if he's ready to change that and you and, and work for you and be with you and hang out with you, Cause you can bring them on and give them a job. Yeah, that's true. So, and and the things that you do, you can't go out and go to the same places you used to go to, or put yourself in situations or in environments that's gonna sacrifice your livelihood. Yeah, that's true. I I mean, I ain't even rich, but the people that I grew up with from 
back home, I I don't deal with them people. Like, you know what I'm saying? We'll speak and stuff when I see them when I go back home or, you know, they catch me on Facebook or any social media, but I don't deal with them people. It's it's people I don't met to where where I stay at now. I like if I if your vibe is not like on if you're not the same type of person that I am, I don't even deal with you. Like because I, I I just not I mean I just want to deal with people on my level. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how I am now. I'm saying, but it's I think that's something that you got to learn because you know if you're trying to be great or a better person or whatever, you you want to deal with people that's. In a higher level than you is, or on the same level that you are, trying to reach these goals, you don't want to keep dealing with people that that's not advancing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As you get older too, you know you want to keep you want to deal with people that's trying to, you know what I'm saying, be better than what they they was two, three years ago, six months ago. You know what I'm saying? It's all about progressing in life. So you know that's I think that's something that you got to learn over time, though. It ain't you know what I'm saying. You can be lucky to learn it early. If you're around the right people, but it's something that you, you know what I'm saying? If you put in a good position, you got to learn that it ain't nothing that is, I don't think it's nothing that's taught. You know what I'm saying? Because as a man, you're going to do what you want to do regardless, but it's just something that you got to learn and want. You got to want that. You know what I'm saying? I think that when it comes to, you know, these athletes, you know, wanting better, I think the people, I think it, you know, it's, it, it, it comes down to the people around them. Um, from, from, you know, and I'm talking from straight from Pop Warner you have, you know, the, the you know those kids that are like the uh, the highly talented ones, the better kids on the team. You know, the the star players and everything like that. They all, you know, you notice like in school, they always get completely separated from the rest of everyone else in the school, which already implants that you know greater than thou mindset in their head that that they then carry with them on to college and everything like that. Um, I had a couple of uh, I hadn't had a my sophomore year. We had a, a guy that graduated. Um, he went on to play for a pretty major program. Um, and unfortunately, because he had been, you know, surrounded by yes men his entire life because he had all like he's pretty he's he, he fit the bill of, of the NF, he had like the size and build of every NFL wide receiver ever since he was like a freshman in high school. So, you know, he's always been like this freak of nature to everyone around him. So, you know, he got treated differently. He got pushed through school. Um, you know, everyone kind of, you know, did everything for him and everything like that. And so when he got to college, he thought that he, you know, he could, you know, work half acidly the same way, have the same, you know, um, kind of air and arrogance about him where he thought he could just walk on campus to do whatever he wanted to and got himself into some trouble off campus. Because unfortunately, the campus itself is in, is in a pretty major city. It's not like most SEC campuses or anything like that, where it's like the campus is in a college town. Um, so it's really easy you know, in certain schools like that, where your city, your school isn't a pretty big city to get into a lot of trouble. And that was the case for him. And from from that moment on, from from that him transferring from that major program to another that was in a lower division, thinking that, you know, his talent would get him over alone and not realizing that you got to want more for yourself, you know, in order to, to, to make that next step and everything like that. But that begins, you know, when it comes with, you know, from the from the time that that kid realizes that he's better than everyone else at something instilling him in his mind that, you know, that it doesn't make you above everyone else. And then, you know, you can still be, you know, brought down to, you know, size just like everyone else can, you know. Exactly. And sometimes you just got to be humble. Do you, I feel like um, he, he didn't even make it to the lead, the, the player that you're talking about. So 
I'm going to go no, back to he like, went from playing for a D1 program in the Pac-12 to playing for a D1 program in like the Sunbelt Conference. And then he kind of just yeah, fizzled out. So, yeah. So I'm going to go back. Um, I, I know I, I done ran across like a couple of players that I know. But I'm going to go to this particular player. I'm not going to say his name. I'm just going to say a team that he had played for at one. So he played for the Bengals. Long, probably in the early two mid two thousand, like two thousand five, two thousand six, seven around that area. So he's from a small town, like the size of Lennox. Like I got one or two restaurants, whatever. Less than less than fifteen thousand people. Yeah, it's a, a real small town, you know. So you know Jabari. You know, just imagine being from a town that small. You know what I'm saying? And he make it to the NFL, and then he's rich. Like you know what I'm saying? Well, he probably like. Yeah, decent, you know, three, four million. But he's coming from Cincinnati. He's constantly coming back to the small town in Georgia. And the coaches got to come get you and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah. you got a game the next day or two days before your game, and the coach is flying out here like, what you doing type situation. You know what I'm saying? I think on that end, it's like, you know how you get to like, okay, I'm around I'm around peers that's, you no, know, I'm around players that's that's bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? But I guess some players will feel like if I go back home, I, you know what I'm saying? They be they they feel like more of a star back home than they feel like they in the league. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like they get they um, get like hood hood famous. Yeah, they get yeah. It's like a hood fame. So they so used to the hood fame that like okay, I might not mean that to while I'm here on the field type situation. But when I go back home, I'm the man, right? And they get right. that it's feeling in them, and they be on that feeling. Field. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know like what? that cloud. You just made a good um, reference there. Uh, Chicago just drafted Justin Fields. Mm. That's a very interesting pick. So they traded up. They traded up to a number eleven with the Giants to take their uh, number eleven pick to get Fields. Solid choice. Solid choice. This is the first time I think Chicago has actually made a really good choice in the first round. Bro, they gonna go to the. They got like I give them like two three years. They going to the. They gonna be in the um. They gonna be in the um Super Bowl. Cause that's really all they needed, bro. It was a quarterback, yeah. But see, my my thing is is like I think they. Don't, I don't know if they're gonna be able to keep that defense level in three years. Oh man, I got a pop, I got a homeboy right now. He injured. He he um he did a walk on for the Bears. He he used to play basketball out here in Rockdale County in Georgia. Um and. He's still playing, but he in a, he got like a so, shoulder injury. He like 25, 26. But he, he played tight end. He like he played ball. So he like six, seven, six, eight. You were saying that when they go out somewhere, right? When they come home, they feel like the kingpin because everybody from that town know them. They've been they made it famous. But when they go out in the rest of the world, they're just a part of the team and nobody know them. They ain't got to that level of fame yet, so they make them feel good going home. But I hear what you're saying. I, I understand that completely. Well, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta. Like it's not. If you want to stay, it's understandable. Like, yeah, yeah, it's understandable. But you, when you, if you want to, you don't want to risk what you've built, though, because if you don't get out of that environment, that's where you gotta have. I mean, you like can you lose said, everything you did. But it, like you're saying, you got, you ain't got, you ain't got the the guidance. There, you know what I'm saying. You got the, you know what I'm saying. If you coming from broke, I'm talking about nothing, bro. You know what I'm saying. You ain't you, you just good at sports, but you, 
you can't go get the joints that you want, the shoes you want. You no, know, the stuff that you wanted during school. You were good at sports and you the best, but you ain't got nothing. Your family ain't got nothing. Then you go get this money and then you ain't got the the, the guidance around you that to tell you that, bro, you you don't need to be out here. You need to be focused on your career. I mean, they some people feed off energy. You but know what, what at what point do you put that back on the athlete? Because nobody should have to tell you. You, if you don't do the right, you're going to lose everything that you got. I mean, then that's what thing. That's, that's the thing about this young generation. I mean, not just this young generation, just us teaching our kids. So, okay, we talked about how we're going to break the cycle. So how do we break that cycle? Where do we start teaching these kids? When you get out of, when you, once you get out of t- this town, this small town, or wherever you live at, this environment that you're in, when you get out of that, don't come back here. It's got to be taught early. Early, I'm talking. Now, about- I'm not saying forget about home. You can help with home. That's and visit when you need to visit, but don't move back there while you still playing your your sport. Don't come back in the off season thinking that everything's. I don't go back, you know, here, and then I, you know, when when the season starts, I'm going back here. One thing about this subject is it's about being black. Period. Like this this subject, it gets so deep because. This is a high percentage of athletes that are in the league that don't have fathers that are in their life. Yeah. They just got the natural talent and they are blessed with this talent. And they just, you know what I'm saying? They just make it. They just make it because they got this talent. and they. But I think the system failed them too because you got these kids, they got, they, they got talent. So it starts in high school. Actually, it might start before high school. You got this talent. You're real good, right? So the coach is going to make sure you're making your good grades so you can play football for them. You get in high school. Now you're used to people doing stuff for you to do your schoolwork so you can pass. You ain't really putting in no effort on the schoolwork. And then, so, okay, now that somebody else has been doing your schoolwork or you ain't putting in the effort on your schoolwork, and I'm not saying all athletes. I'm not saying that. I'm saying a lot of them do this. I know a lot of them do this. I was in high school before, too. I mean, if you're a star athlete, it's, it's that's majority. If you're a star, uh, oh, okay, you, you get the pass. Look, the stars are the ones that make it to the league. No, that ain't true. Most of the time, the stars are the ones that make it to the league. They'll the, make it. They'll get the opportunity to. I mean, they'll make it. Most to of the people in the league are stars. Most of them were stars in high school. Yeah, all of them were stars. Uh, okay, then. But I, it's a lot of stars that didn't make it to the I league. I ain't say that. I ain't talking about the stars that didn't make it. I'm talking yeah, about the ones yeah. that are there. Yeah. That's so, another topic, too. It's stars that made it, that didn't make it to the league. Who probably should have. But, no, they they still chasing their dreams, and they, they need oh. to learn when they give it up. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's another That's another topic, though. We ain't going to talk about that right now. We're talking about the ones that made it. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, you was a star. You made it. You know they they did your work for you, high school, and then you get to college. You get still you get still getting that pass through college because they want you to play football or basketball or whatever sport you play. Now you graduating college, and that's what I hate. You graduating, your degree is some bullshit. Nothing to really fall back on. You really didn't learn shit when you was there because you was doing most of football stuff, and there was tutoring and through all the other stuff, rushing you through college because most of your time was spent on what they're paying for. Cause yeah, they paying for it because they're paying for your education that you're barely getting. And then when you get out the league, you're going to have an education to really do the stuff. And then when you're in the league, you ain't got the education to do the stuff that you need to do. It's like, you know, you, you don't have to have the education to 
run your business like you need to run your business or manage your money like you need to manage your money because nobody really teaching you this. I tell my sons, if you get a scholarship to play football or basketball, whatever you're going for, you better use them like they're using you. Go to school for something that you're going to benefit you after you get out. Doctor, a doctor and lawyer, whatever it may be, whatever career that you want to do, make sure that's what you really want to do because you're using football as a crush to get to where you want to be. Even if you do go in a league and play a few years in a league, you still have something to fall back on. And that's where a lot of it is the system, I say, is failing our kids because they're pushing them through. You know, they ain't really teaching them. No, they're just pushing them through the system. That's something you got to start early, though. You got to you gotta push academics towards your child early because once they become that, that kid that's that star, they're going to feel like they don't need school like that or they ain't really worried about being something else because they're going to be so focused on their field. So you got, you got as a, a parent, you got to be like, you can't play this sport unless you, your grades look like this. You get what I'm saying? Right. You got to do that because if you don't do that, it's going to be to a point where they're going to be like, who cares about this? I'm going to pass anyway. The coach is going to make sure I pass. I'm the star player. They're going to make sure I, I do what I, you know what I'm saying. They're going to make sure I, I can get here and get there because I'm, I'm the star player of the team. Yeah, but you don't want to be the star player – and then you you retire from NFL or basketball, yeah, NBA, that, but who, and you ain't got nothing to show for. But it. nobody's thinking about that at until afterwards. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, that. but that's what I'm saying. As a parent, you have to put that in the child young. You have to put you you got to put them restrictions on that child. You got to be like, you can't go out here and play. I don't care how good you is. I don't care how many touchdowns you score or how many points you score on the court. If your grades is not this, you cannot play. Yeah, that's it, the only way you're gonna get early. get that. You gotta hold him yeah, you. That's the only way you're gonna get that kid to be focused on his grades. The the way he well, need to get a degree. Is or naturally, something. just that way. Yeah. Other than that, they're not gonna be naturally that that way. They're gonna be focused on sports. It's gonna because it's gonna be so much coming at them at one time. Right. They so young. They their grades gonna be the last thing they worry about when they out here scoring thirty on the court. The coach gonna make sure they pass. They gonna talk. That's to them exactly teachers. what I'm saying. That's though. but. It's the parents' part that still is in them. When you first, when you first put your kids in sports, you don't know how good they're gonna be. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so you gotta instill that in them when you first put them out here to play sports, whatever sport you get them to play. You gotta put that on them. If you ain't making these type of grades, you're not going to practice. You're not doing none of it. You're not participating in none of this. If you don't do that young, and you gotta continue that through middle school, through high school. No, no, I'm saying you got you kind of got to be on them. It's a, it's a, it's a. But there's a lot of parents out there who aren't like that. Yeah, I know, but all of that. Yeah, I mean, but even if it's the coaches, still kind of go over the parents, right? And they'll go to the teachers because they they're at the school. That's why, but that's why you, as a parent, you got to be on them. I mean, it's a full time job, but. I mean, it's what it is. It's, it's what it got to be if you want your kid to be that. You know what I'm saying? Only in our, this another player that went through that, that got a master's that people would be like, you know what I'm saying? Shaq. Shaq went through all that. His dad was hard on him like that. Like Shaq got a master. Shaq got all his degrees. Like he one of the richest basketball players ever. You know what I'm saying? From endorsements and all that. But he was one of the players that, had to, he was a star in high school, middle school. He was a star all the way through his career because he was he was 
he was like the biggest, you know what I'm saying? He was like the one of the biggest players, like size wise. You know what I'm saying? So his 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 dad was so hard on him as far as like make sure his grades was right and all that. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be that way on your kid. You can't right. just let them get the lead way. And that is part one of this two-part series of Black Athletes from Fame to Shame. Tune in next week where we're going to be continuing the conversation. Jabari and Tron have a whole lot more to say and we have more topics to discuss when it comes to black athletes and um, getting in trouble. So if you want to support the show, you can support the show by buying me a cup of coffee. There's a link that you're going to be able to click on to buy me a cup of coffee. It's going to be in the show notes. Until next week, I thank you guys for listening like you always do. And tune in next week. We'll continue this conversation and have a blessed day.